What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your host, Addison, man. Welcome to a brand new edition of From the Jump, man. This is episode 81. Man, we are live right now. It's 1.37 in the afternoon in Las Vegas. It's hot as hell outside right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's 104 degrees. It's hot. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know if it's hot where you at, but it's hot here for sure, for sure. You know, it's the desert. You know, it gets a little hot. Got to make sure you get your water in. Eric. My engineer in the studio, always hooking up the podcast, always distributing. I heard we had some audio technical. Shout out to my mama. She said we had some audio technical difficulties, I guess, on a podcast or two ago. But like I said, man, it's all good. It's all love everywhere around. But we got a lot to talk about on today's show. You know, we was talking about Jerry Jones, his comments, and the state of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, of course, we're talking about LeBron James and his AAU shenanigans. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. A, a NFL analyst said that Aaron Rodgers is overrated. Um, but we got a lot to get into on today's show, man. It's from the jump. Let's roll. But we'll just dive straight on into it because I feel like that's where we ultimately should start. And that's with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, of course, I, I, I reported on this podcast two episodes ago, which if you haven't heard, definitely go tap into it, which is called Dallas Cowboys. We have a problem. And on that episode, I talked about Ezekiel Elliott. And I said on that one, when the story first broke, uh, how he was going to have a standoff with the Cowboys. And everybody said that he'll report this. I, I was clear. I said that the Cowboys have the leverage ultimately because he's two years away. But I said, Zeke realizes I'm the best running back in football and I'm still on my rookie contract. While everybody else was able to get new deals, I'm still on a rookie contract and I've outperformed those guys as well. And if we all have have seen the Dallas Cowboys have made it abundantly clear that they have a lot of guys to hit. They have a lot of guys to pay. Now, Jerry Jones also didn't help the situation. Speaking to CBS 11 News, Jerry Jones talked about how the Dallas Cowboys could ultimately win a Super Bowl. Now, this was Jerry Jones' exact quote. The point there is you don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to say this one more time. The point there is you don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. But Emmitt was the first one to do it. Now, of course, speaking of the 1993 Super Bowl that the Dallas Cowboys did win. And the NFL, before I get into Zeke's contract and, and, and really kind of summarize why I feel like the Dallas Cowboys have to pay him at this point. But the, the NFL, is, I know, is, is progressing. I know we're getting to the, the air raid offenses and the spread offenses. But at the end of the day, you got to start from the back to go front. And I believe ultimately with a solid run game, the Dallas Cowboys have been one of the best teams in the NFL for the past three years. And of course, by way of that offensive line, has enabled Zeke to have success. Now, if we look at Ezekiel Elliott's contract, you know, as it stands right now, and of course, a lot of people have been debating it over the next year, do a base salary of three million dollars. And then in the 2020 year, he's do a base salary of nine million. And then, of course, the following year, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. But of course, we all know that's the year that the Dallas Cowboys can ultimately franchise tag him, which is what he's trying to avoid, because he knows if I play this year, basically I'm burning a year of eligibility. I'm burning a year of eligibility. It's straight up, I'm burning a year of eligibility. Now, we all hope, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys guy, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys guy, and we all hope at this point that he does return. Now, I, I do feel like if a guy is wanting more money and he feels like he's due more money, then by all means, you go out there and you get more money, and you demand what you res- you feel like you earn, or you feel like you're worth, rather. But, I, you know, in this situation, from a team aspect, I understand that Dak Prescott is due to get paid. I know everybody talks about Amari Cooper, and initially I was on Amari Cooper, but I'm like, uh, let's see that again. Let me see you prove it again. 
I know you were able to have some success when you initially came in, but let's see you do that again. We've seen Ezekiel Elliott over the past three seasons being the best running back in football. This past year, we were able to see glimpses of what Amari could do, uh, Cooper, I'm sorry, what Amari Cooper could do, which kind of brought us back to the Alabama days, <laughs> which kind of made us realize, okay, was that either Derek Carr or was it just overall, he just wasn't a good fit in Oakland, which by the way, we'll find out about Derek Carr this year with Antonio Brown. Because we'll, again, we'll find out if it's Derek Carr or if it's Antonio Brown, or in this case, Amari Cooper. But just getting back to Ezekiel Elliott, you have to sit out. Because ultimately, you understand your worth. And you understand, well, if I don't say nothing, the Dallas Cowboys for sure wasn't going to say something. And they know, ultimately, at once we get to that final fifth year, they're going to franchise tag me. And I know as a running back, over time, my value diminishes. It's almost like a car, right? Like once you take the car off the lot, it diminishes in value. It never can be the same as it was once it was on that lot, right? Same thing for a running back. I played the position growing up. I know firsthand you don't get better over time because you take more punishment the older you get. The blows get a little harder. And by Jerry Jones coming out in the media basically saying we don't need a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl, I feel like it's ludicrous. But I feel like it's him ultimately flexing his power. Now, he did say, and, and I will quote, Consequently, when we're looking at putting Zeke's contract in place, we've got to realize that the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. So you got to do all the things along with having Zeke that allow you to have other players so that you can win the Super Bowl. And that's what we're going through. So that's all Jerry Jones is ultimately saying that he needs Ezekiel Elliott. But he's also saying if in fact, if in fact that this season we have to go without him, basically he's letting us know right now, hey, we can we can win the Super Bowl. I still feel like my team is just as good without a rushing champion, basically, without Ezekiel Elliott. So basically, Jerry Jones is ultimately preparing himself. And again, they signed out for Morris today, which was a move. He preparing himself. They drafted Mike Weber in the draft this year, which I thought actually was a good move anyway, because I thought, you know, the order that Zeke gets, he should be splitting the carries as he goes. Along. I still feel like he could be effective of course, carrying him, but also at the backfield. But I also feel like he should, you know, be splitting the carries. And the, the Dallas Cowboys should be investing in a backup running back anyway. Again, the Dallas Cowboys right now are prepared to go into the season or to, to go into the preseason, for that matter, without their best player. Now, hopefully, like I said, without them finding him, Jerry Jones didn't say that they were going to find him by not showing up at this point. You know, that kind of could send a message that saying, hey, it still gives you some time to, to figure out what you need to figure out, get yourself together. Maybe he's still on summer vacation. Maybe he still want to look at the late, whatever. Okay, cool. Get yourself together. But when it's time to go and play football, Travis Frederick, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Jason Witten, Jason Garrett, Byron Jones, Kyle Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, them guys are going to be counting on Ezekiel Elliott to be there when the season starts. Preseason right now, we're seeing a lot of guys get hurt. The A.J. Green one, that was horrible. I hated seeing that. Same thing, uh, the San Julio Jones is shutting it down. I saw uh, Tyreek Hill getting carted off the field. And, and, and I understand it's football. That's just what it is. It's a physical game. So it's nothing new. Every year, guys get hurt. And we, you know, we played a shock game. But what did shock me, actually, was that there was an NFL analyst, Bucky Brooks for NFL.com, that rated actually Aaron Rodgers overrated. Now, here is, is, is what he says. He says, I know this will create a little buzz in the Midwest, but I have a difficult time understanding the, 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 the nature of, of the, the infatuation of Aaron Rodgers. 
Now, basically, he's saying he goes along to say, you know, outside of the Super Bowl that he won, that he got hot. Outside of that and the throw against the Dallas Cowboys, what else has Aaron Rodgers really done to really cement himself as the second best quarterback amongst Brady? Because I really feel like right now it's Brady and nobody else. Now, I know a lot of people are going to look at that and they're going to feel, you know, a way about it. But it's the truth. Now, we, of course, now looking at just Aaron Rodgers' stats by itself, we're not even going to pull Brady's stats up. Of course, he's he's a Super Bowl champion. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. And, of course, let's be clear. Football is a lot different than basketball. Basketball, you, you can kind of control your fate and you kind of can control your destiny and kind of control who wins. A little bit different than football. Football is, is, is more organizational. It's a lot of other pieces involved. You got to have the right thing go at the right time. Again, we saw the Rams and the Saints. One call changes games. One simple call can change the entire complexity of a game, can change the entire complexity of a season. The most talked about, the most entertaining. You you tuned in every time to see what Aaron Rodgers is doing. You want to see what he did. As much as I can't stand Aaron Rodgers, I'm I'm always going to be tapped in. Oh, what did he do today? What did he do this Sunday? Did he win? Did he lose? What did he do? And, of course, albeit they're in a division which the Bears kind of – became the best team. The Vikings are still budding, but the Bears kind of became the best team. The Lions are just stuck where the Lions are. But Green Bay always, every year in and year out, they could be 11-5, and five, be in the playoffs, or they could be 6-10 and 10 and did not qualify. And ultimately, that all depends on Aaron Rodgers. So as I said, the, the, the report about Aaron Rodgers being overrated, I think that's for you to decide. I don't think that's for me. But I will say this about Aaron Rodgers. No matter what, he stands there and he'll take the criticism. But switching gears from C.J. McCollum over to LeBron James. Now, of course, over the weekend, LeBron James was in Las Vegas. Somehow he's always in my city, man. Hey, LeBron, holla at me. You know what I'm saying? I would love to have him on the show. You know what I'm saying? We could, we could, we could talk hoops. You know what I'm saying? I, I could tell LeBron a thing or two. No, I'm kidding. But uh, LeBron James apparently was at his son's AAU game over the weekend. And of course, the viral video went everywhere. Of course, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, wherever you you know you find viral social videos at, you know you will find this video. Baller Alert. I'm not sorry, not Baller Alert. Baller Visions. Uh, you could check uh, Ball is Life. Um, any of those hoop overtime websites uh, that distributed basketball information, um, you definitely can find it. But uh, of course, if LeBron James gets you know the backlash because he was apparently uh, in the warm-ups as the kids were warming up, he was doing apparently uh, his own dunk contest. And we talked about this last summer, about LeBron James doing an impromptu dunk contest in his son's AAU games. And I thought at that point, I thought, you know what? Okay, cool. It's for the kids. Maybe he had a moment. Again, he had just got swept out of the NBA Finals, so... He was looking at it like, hey, you know what? Um, I needed to get out. I need, maybe I needed to get my, my my competitive juices going again. Maybe he just felt like he wanted to dunk. Cool. I had no problem with it. But, you know, as we're starting to see, if you've been paying attention to these viral videos, of course, if you've been paying attention to his son, his son is gaining popularity. His son, you know, apparently is on Instagram now. His son is on all, like I said, the basketball YouTube videos that you could possibly find. So his son is gaining popularity, and it kind of seems like LeBron James kind of always overshadows that. You've seen clips of him when they win the tournaments and they're taking the team photo, and LeBron James is all in the, the photo with the kids. I get it. I get it if he was a coach, 
of the team. If he was coaching the team, okay, cool. It's understandable if he was the head coach. Which, by the way, if that's the case, just be the head coach of the team. If he wants to be out there, if he wants to be a part of the game, if he wants to be in the sun, just be the head coach. Now, of course, I don't know the relationship, but we've seen it before. Doc Rivers, Austin Rivers, we've seen it before. And it could potentially happen. LeBron James could potentially be his son's head coach at some point. I don't know. Of course, he has aspirations to be an owner. But just getting back to, to the, the events that transpired over the weekend, this is, this is out of pocket. And the reason why it's out of pocket is at this point, LeBron James is like the old guy, still trying to go to the club with the young guys and still wanting to be cool. At this point, it's like, nah, you can just be cool being old. Be with the old guys and be cool. Be with the old Russell. Be with those guys. Be with Anthony Davis. Be with your Kyle Kuzmas. Be with those because at this point right now, the Lakers were at home last season. And the way he partying and Taco Tuesday, which it is Tuesday, by the way. The way he partied, you would think that he won a championship last year. The way it's looking right now, I'm like, all right, if, if he want to play basketball so bad, why don't you just go play for FIBA? I was telling Eric off air, I'm like, yo, like if, if he want to go hoop so bad, if, if he itching to play ball and he want to do impromptu dunk contests in the eighth grade AAU game, like, just go play FIBA. You see all the guys pulling out of FIBA because they're preparing for the season, literally. Like they're preparing for the season. Or maybe they just want to have their summers to themselves. In this case, LeBron James ain't really played a lot of basketball. He has not really played a lot of basketball. This past season, he didn't really play a lot of basketball. I think he may have played, what, 50, 55 games, something like that. He didn't play a lot of basketball. So maybe he is itching to play basketball, which is why he did the dunks and all that. Okay, cool. If that's the case, come go play FIBA. Go compete in the FIBA. Because the way it stands right now, I don't feel like he'll win another championship. The team presently constructed, I don't feel like that's a championship team. But again, we're not going to talk about that on today because we're talking about the impromptu dunk contest. And again, I'm not going to get into the, the, the father aspect of it because I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to speak on the relationship between a parent and a child. But what I definitely can say from my, my experience just being a child, playing sports as a, as a youth, um, you know, parents can take it overboard. Parents can sometimes, their emotions of the game and them wanting you to excel can sometimes spill over into the court. Now, in this case, albeit LeBron James, one of the best basketball players, you know, in the world right now, his is a little bit different. Like I remember, like growing up, my dad he used to be on the sidelines, and it was funny. Like he used to be literally. He's like I used to play football, um, and so I like I I make a good play, and I wouldn't hear him. I wouldn't I wouldn't hear him at all. But then I make a bad play, and I hear him up and down the sideline. He wouldn't cuss. Like this is one thing. The one thing he wouldn't cuss. That's one thing I, I will say. Did he wouldn't cuss her? Um, but he'd be up and down the sideline. I could look at him, and I wouldn't even have to. I wouldn't even. He wouldn't even have to say nothing. I could just look over there and tell he's run up and down the sideline. Or he's going to come in my peripheral to let me know, like, dude, what are you doing? And I understand, I understand exactly, you know, potentially what Bronny could be feeling. Now, like I said, in this case, albeit his dad is LeBron James. So, you know, my daddy never was my coach or he never was like fully hands on with me in the sport. So I can't really speak from that aspect. But just having the dad be overly excited because we've seen LeBron all on the court. Um, with the, I, I, we get it. But I, I just think at some point. Uh, it takes away from ultimately his son. His son's about to enter high school. His son's about to enter high school and the, the media attention that's going to come to Sierra Canyon along with Zaire Wade that just joined. 
along with Brandon Boston that just joined. Um, and I think they got a couple other guys. So they're putting together like a little super team early on, if you will. And it's going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of eyeballs. And we definitely going to be tapped in on Sierra Canyon this, this upcoming season. Is LeBron James out of pocket for doing this? Yes. LeBron's too damn old to be in the lines with the kids. Dunking. Oh, come on. Because now he fall, injure himself, God forbid. Now, okay, now what happens? Did the Lakers give him permission to do that? Now, of course, he's a player, so he can do what he wants. But what I'm saying is, right, like at, at this point right now, like LeBron's singular focus should be on getting the Lakers a championship. Now, I understand he's shooting movies and he's doing commercial. Oh, that, that's all fine and great. But at this point, like I said, the, the ultimate goal is should be, it should be getting a Lakers a championship. The team should be loading up. The team should just be locked in because of the fact that it's new. At this, once it gets to the season, it's too late. If the chemistry ain't really already there, then at this point of the season, it's just business. LeBron can taco Tuesday all he wants to, but come October when the season come around and when the lights come back on, all I'm saying is, look, all that dunking and Taco Tuesday and then Instagramming and haircuts and Space Jam, all that stuff go out the window come October when the season start. And like I said, Lakers fans, after this past season that, that, that they just witnessed, that they just had to sit through that horrific season that they had to sit through, even though the offseason they did clean it up, they cleaned it up, they got rid of who ultimately got needed to go, and it started with Magic Johnson. And then the next was Luke Walton. And then ultimately, you knew you had to dismantle the young core. So who was you going to keep? Who was you going to delete? You ultimately was like, Kuzma, we keeping. We deleting Lonzo, Ingram, and Hart. Because we feel like those are expendable pieces. And I never, never was a fan of Lonzo Ball. And of course, with the LeVar Ball, that was like an easy, like, if we can get him off our hands, the the, the better. And, and Josh Hart just... He just happened to just be a part of it. He happened to be one of the pieces that had to go in order for the trade to work. And 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 I'm sure it ultimately came down to Kuzma Ingram and I'm I'm the organization chose Kuzma. So that lets you know where the where their loyalty really lie with, with Ingram. But yes, sir, man, of course we talked about a lot on today's episode. We are streaming now live on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. We are trying to get it back on all the other platforms, but you know, we we, we working. We're trying to figure it out. Um, all the other platforms, their algorithms are a little bit different. How that you're able to advertise and, and monetize off of your podcast is a little bit different. So, you know, we're trying to move and shake and do some things a little bit different. But as it stands right now, we are exclusive on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you to everybody that's been streaming us. Our numbers are through the roof. Our numbers are increasing every single day. So tell a friend to tell a friend, tap into this podcast. We keep going up. But it's your boy, man. Episode 81 of From the Jump. We out.